So yeah. So with tire fishing is you have an actual tire, you'll cut out like probably a good size rectangle and, you, and then you'll like put it like back into like the bottom of the bank and that's where catfish will come in and they'll lay in the tire. So then you pull it up and you have it's probably 80 pound catfish or something that's sitting in the bottom of this tire. We have a long Clink. Hey, I didn't even hit the camera on that one. I just kind of hit. Oh, the... I, I've actually, I try not to because otherwise the whole screen shakes and then it's like I'm experiencing a mini earthquake and I don't want the people that are watching this on YouTube to be concerned that I'm just casually sitting through an earthquake. Uh, see, I want them to. I want them to be like, wow, these guys are extreme. They'll even go through an earthquake to record the podcast. No, that's not us. We're out here. We're having a good time, enjoying nature, hoping that you're enjoying nature too, you know, um, whether that's checking out some cool videos here and there or actually going to a lake and dipping your tootsies in, you know, whatever, whatever that may be. We're super excited that you're doing it in nature. Have you ever experienced an earthquake? You know, the one time, the one time, uh, I'm, and I'm just going to just say you ruined it for me, even though you have no control, but was when we went to Glacier uh, with Vince and Phil. Yeah. And, and Thea, and uh, that was it, right? Well, at Sealy, there was an earthquake at Sealy, well, by near Sealy, when we were up there, so we didn't feel it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you have never experienced an earthquake? No. Okay. So I was curious my if you ever had. You know, I've experienced like three. Three really? that you can actually feel. Really? Yeah. Um, two of them were down, actually maybe four. I may have had three when I was living in Humboldt. Um, but the biggest one I ever felt was when I was like in second grade. Uh, we were in the middle of like class. And just all of a sudden, everything starts shaking. And that, you know, first and only time I've ever heard a second grade teacher cuss. <laughs> oh, I think I've heard you say that before. Yeah. And it's because she's just like, holy shit, everybody under the tables. <laughs> over. Yeah. We had to go underneath the covers or the tables. And then once it stopped shaking, we all went, we did everything we ever done in those drills that we used to do. So nice nice yeah no uh there's quite a bit near the yellowstone um yellowstone and like lincoln montana area lincoln gets a lot and lincoln's close to see it's a couple of, it's an hour and a half from sealy yeah uh it's closer i i you know i don't go that way down 200 <laughs> personal reasons no i'm just kidding <laughs> um but like yeah i've never have i think it's I want to just to be like, yeah, no, like it's kind of sketch or, oh, it's, it's just crazy. It's weird if you experience a really small one because you'll feel everything shake and then you start debating with everybody around you. You're like, was that an earthquake? Oh. Like, did we feel or did someone like slam the door really hard and the house kind of shook type <laughs> deal? And then like someone will be very adamant that it was an earthquake and they'll be the ones to look it up to tell you if it was actually an earthquake or not <laughs> oh yeah i don't know i mean i've never the other than like even like the tornado that billings got in 2010 um we were out fishing like 60 miles away yeah the beautiful bright sunshiny day and billings got hail and a tornado that took the roof off the metra and like it was like a whole ordeal but you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay that I never gotten to experience those type of uh, situations. Um, I've experienced some pretty intense blizzards. Yeah. Uh, for my like big nature stuff, just living in Montana, even snowmobiling, man. Like we we did like like I think I told that story here on the podcast where like we went in with my parents one time. We were little kids, and it, you know all the snowmobilers we saw were leaving the area, and we're the only car going into the area, and. We rolled a snowmobile, did this, did that. Tyler was a baby crying and this, <laughs> all the fun stuff that comes along with it. But I mean, we're all here today. We're living. Um, 
I just, I think too, that's also the dark, the Darwinism that comes in, um, in some of that, where like you do get a lot of people, you really do see the dumb people come out in, in those type of catastrophic events and how they act. And then you get the people that just dumb luck gets to them. Cause like, you were in that chamber like if you weren't in the chamber you'd been fine but because you're in that closet at that time that happened um but they're they're nuts like uh i'm glad i'm glad i haven't got to experience them but i also want to and i would want to experience like a 9.0 earthquake hey i don't i don't you know the big one is like one of my top three biggest fears and that's because they've been driving it into us ever since i was like you know can walk they're like any day now it could be today so we we're like going to school and they're like, today could be the day. And you're you like, know, cool. and I want to, I want to ask our listeners <laughs> based on this right here. I want to ask our listeners, I say, go ahead and shoot us a message or email or question or comment of some sort of like, Hey, this is our big one. Because like for us, Yellowstone was that big one. Any day it'll explode and just kill us all. I mean, and it, it will, you know, but also any day a meteor is going to hit the earth. I'm just curious what, like, if you're in Florida, you know, what's your, like, oh, it's this hurricane that's going to come through and it's going to just flatten everything. Oh, you're in, you're in New York. Yeah, this is what it is. I want to know. That's actually a really good question. I, I want to know too. I know. And it's like, we have guests on all the time and I, we got to ask them. That's got to be one of those questions. Yeah, we should. Speaking of guests, we've got an awesome one today. Um, we have Cameron, who is a park ranger out at Lake Watertree, which watery. is watery. Yeah, see, I, <laughs> I knew I was going to make that mistake again. Um, Lake Watery. I've been saying it wrong. Uh, go ahead and keep track as you listen how many times I say the wrong way. Um, I'm sure it's a decent little amount. What I like though, you're look, you're because I know you. You're 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 thinking South Carolina state flag has a tree on it. The lake is water, water tree. Well, it should be. There's trees and there's water. It should be water tree. I yeah, get you. Exactly, <laughs> but it's, exactly. it's watery. It's in, it's in South Carolina. It's a beautiful place. It is. Yeah, uh, it's a fantastic place. And we had the absolute pleasure to talk to Cameron, who is one of the park rangers at the park there. Um, and she lets us know because we're getting close to that Halloween time spooky season right now and we're almost to the apex of spooky and she lets us know in this uh, interview we do about some cool things that their park does and it sounds like uh, Lake Watery is the place to be if you're in South Carolina around uh, Halloween so if you haven't uh, made plans yet and you're looking for a quick turnaround it sounds like you should head to South Carolina, to Lake Watery, and check out everything they got there for Halloween. Um, well, and I like that you talk about this, because, like, as we get older, you know, like, I stopped trick-or-treating when I was, like, 11, and as I get older, I'm like, what, what can I do around Halloween? And I really like these, like, different things as you get older, these adult activities you can do, as well as, as, we go into nature it's like what can we do what what fun can we have as adults um that is respecting the the nature around us and the fun that we can have in it and that's something that i think we need to do more of when we go out to these places like what more you know on our june trip you know we'll call it flag day what are we doing for flag day mark 100 <laughs> percent. we gotta figure out something to do on uh flag day but anyways uh we're just gonna jump right into this interview with cameron so um yeah let's just hop in all righty today we have got an awesome guest lined up we have cameron who i believe is a park ranger at the state park in south carolina lake watery I believe is it Lake Watery or Water Tree? I, I was having trouble with it. It's a uh, Watery. Watery, sweet. Well, anyways, if you can just kind of introduce yourself, uh, kind of what you do at the park there, um, and kind of just general things about you for our listeners, so they get an idea who you are. Okay, uh, my name is Cameron. I'm actually one of the assistant rangers at Lake Watery State Park. I have been there for over a year now. 
Um, so in May of 2022, it'll be two years. Um, I absolutely love my job itself. Uh, the park is, I want to say, probably a little slice of heaven over here. Uh, there's so many things to do, and um, it's just all around amazing. That's yeah. awesome. So how did you get into, or how did you get lined up with this park ranger job, I should say? So actually, um, before I worked at Lake Watery State Park, I actually worked at Carolina Adventure World. I was one of the ATV girls I would check in, like the ATVs, the side-by-sides, anything that would come in. But I actually heard about this job because my grandmother went to church with the head ranger, and he was telling her about, like, we have an opening. And at first, it wasn't for the assistant ranger position. It was actually for a store clerk, and I got that job working in the tackle shop, and I kind of, like, worked my way up. Nice. Is it uh, is it pretty easy to do that? And I guess I'm assuming that it's through the South Carolina State Parks Department mm -hmm. or system, yeah. right? Is it easy to climb the ladder that way, I guess, or is it climbing um, or is it jumping around? Or <laughs> Yeah, no, there's not really no jumping around to it. I mean, it was kind of easier to, like, uh, I guess, climb that ladder. The way I got into it is, like I said, I started off like a store clerk and then the assistant ranger position opened up because one of the other girls actually had to go back to college. So she goes to Clemson. So she was going to be essentially three hours away. And my boss came up and talked to me. He's like, hey, if you want this, it's yours. So I had to do that. And I've never done like anything like hard labor outside. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to get this job done. Right on. Um, so... You know, I've never actually been out east. Uh, I have a brother who lives in Georgia, but I've I've never been out east from Oregon here. So what is kind of like the park like? Is it kind of like hills? Is it, I know there's the lake that takes up most yeah. of it, but like what else other than the lake? Um, it's pretty flat um, over here. It's really, really hot. <laughs> so um, it's very humid over here. It's not really, I wouldn't say muggy. Uh, but it's very humid, very hot. Um, but I mean, some of the parts of the lake you go to, it's going to be more of like the hillside and stuff like that. But overall, it's majorly flat. Uh, do you get the great colors in the fall? Oh my gosh, absolutely. The leaves change colors. Everything around here changes colors. The sunset and the sunrise are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I'm jealous of, like, we get some leaves that color, change color, but, mm -hmm. like, in general, we don't get, like, the massive amounts of, like, trees that, like, really yeah. change a whole landscape in the fall because of the different colors. Yeah. Um, when the sun sets over here, you'll get mixtures of colors like orange, purple, even, and, like, when and it, like, uh, reflects off of the sun, like, onto the water, it is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, that's really true. Yeah. So what are some of the things they have you doing as a park ranger? Are you, yeah, I'm curious what, what all that um, is. <laughs> um, so I can do anything from like maintenance. Um, I, I do like electrical problems. I do a lot of uh, customer service, which I really like. I enjoy with me being a local. I know a lot of people who come into the park and it's always nice to see people and get to know them on those levels. Um, I do sometimes like when DNR comes in, we kind of work with them if it like something like obviously like working with that. Um, I do quite a bit of everything. I'm like, like I said, like with this job, I'm doing something different every day. I'm never doing the same thing. Uh, we do patrol, uh, we do trail pickup, stuff like that. I actually, like when I, when I got this job, I actually am now certified uh, to work a chainsaw in the state. So that oh. was actually really cool. So I was like, that's something I thought I would never like get to actually do but now I do and I love it right you probably realize like I gotta be certified to do this like yeah that's what I was saying <laughs> but yeah I love my job I really do I like that when I was I was a park ranger out at uh Pompey's Pillar in uh, mm -hmm. Montana where I'm from mm -hmm. and they uh I, I I I totally get what you mean you're doing something different every day you know one day one day you're leading tours yeah. the next you're digging a canoe. We, we actually had axes one day and we're cutting out these canoes like Lewis and Clark did. Um, yeah. Something to do because they need it done. <laughs> I will say it's never a dull moment. I'm never bored at my job. Like, like I'll have to, some days like it doesn't even feel like a job because I'm having so much fun. That's and the that's kind of job you want. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I've noticed with the few park rangers that we've talked to that everyone seems to love the kind of customer service side yeah. of it. And it's just working with people. So I'm kind of curious, like, what is it about that that you enjoy so much? Um, well, with me being myself, I'm a very, I'm like people person. I love talking to people. I'm very, like, I wouldn't say, like, I'm very outgoing is to say, <laughs> but I love connecting people from like different backgrounds and stuff like that and get to know them on like a personal level, like outside of like doing everything else. Cause you're outside, you're basically camping with like everyone there at the park and you get to hear all these like stories about where they're from. And honestly, it's so cool to like, see like everyone's backstory. Do yeah. you get a lot of like different people like because it's kind of in northern South Carolina there, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. do you get a lot of people not necessarily from South Carolina coming to the park? Oh, yes. We have people come from like they'll be like traveling through or they'll be just coming to this park specifically. I'd say the farthest person that I have been in like contact with like talking to them is we had someone come from Australia. And they were like traveling like through like the parks and they stopped at like watery. And it was so cool to like hear them like tell me like their story and like what all they're doing. And it's honestly, it's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, what, what other parks, I guess, are around you that some of these people may be like coming from or going yeah. to? Like, I guess, is it on like a trail of parks that people like hitting or? Um, I'm like, curious. I've never, biggest, I've never yeah. The biggest thing that people do at our park is, uh, so there's 47 state parks in South Carolina, um, and we have this, like, little, I'm not sure if they have them in, like, other states, there's, like, a little booklet you can do that has all the parks listed in it, and you'll go, like, to park to park, and you'll get a stamp, and you'll put it in the book, so, and if you complete, like, all of it, it's called the Ultimate Outsider. So you can uh, get all the stamps from each of the parks and it's like a really fun thing to do. I've had people complete it like in one summer and I've had other people complete it in like three years. Okay. Um, but some of the parks that are kind of close to us is gonna be Chester State Park that's in Chester, South Carolina. That's probably about maybe 35 minutes away. Um, and we do have Congaree National Park um, up in near Columbia. Um, well, the, I say the closest one is Chester, and the other ones are probably maybe like an hour or an hour and a half away. Oh, cool. Yeah, Congaree, that's a, that's one of the newer ones, right? I believe they uh, just... Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, they... Uh, I want to check it out. I, I mean, I want to know all the national parks. That's kind of our yeah. goal here. We got to review them all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a good goal to have. I guess the real question is, have you gotten filled up your state park passbook with all the stamps? I not um actually i've only been to two other uh state parks in south carolina before i got this job i've been to oconee state park um which is up there near salem um and then i have went uh to um chester state park as well uh but because uh, like, like i said like i is like this has been so new to me and i just don't really have like a lot of free time because of my job and then school and then other jobs i have but it's definitely on the bucket list to complete all that. Yeah, nice. get, the, get the book yourself, the passport. Yeah. Book. <laughs> cool. Nice. So you're going to school as well. Are you going for like something similar to being a park ranger, like ecology yeah. or maybe something like that? Yeah. Um, what's interesting, yeah, I go to University of South Carolina. I'm a senior there. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm majoring in tourism management. And I'm trying to uh, do a double major as well with like environmental science. Okay. Um, but I'm really thinking about doing, getting my master's, um, at USC so I can continue to do my job at, like, in the park system itself. Uh, but yeah, I have had to switch my major, I think, two times because I've been, like, kind of, like, indecisive, like, what I want to do. But then when I got this job, I completely changed up and I love it. I don't want to change it. Oh, I feel that. I changed yeah. my major in college, too. And, uh, <laughs> He I love what I do now, but you know, yeah, <laughs> makes the journey a little long, but it's worth it in the end. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mark, uh, yeah. He, you're an interesting character. In those, <laughs> you know, I think you were an engineer at one point, and then you're a businessman, and then you were uh, now you're an athletic. Now he's a certified athletic trainer. I so. never right. dabbled in the business, but oh. <laughs> yeah, but actually, my first like major, I, I was a sports management major. I wanted to do oh. like like you said, like athletic training, but you like become a coach but yeah that was the first thing I entailed oh, nice. 
as long as you find what you enjoy that's the most important yeah. thing um so the lake there is probably the big attraction for the mm -hmm. park um is it mostly people going on with like maybe they're taking their boats or is it more for fishing canoeing like what seems to be everyone's favorite activity to do on the lake um honestly i'd say probably a mixture of all three i have people come in just to like take their boats out and just have a good time on the boat um I'll, i have a lot of fishermen that come in because this is primarily like a really good fishing lake and the canoes and the kayaks those are um all around the park as well so it's like a really good mixture of all three. Oh, cool is there i guess is there places that i'm a i'm a kayaker canoeer myself that's like kind mm -hmm. of my passion um is there any like just like places in the lake like that's it that's the only place these guys can go it's too small for a boat you go um, something cool it, i would say it depends on what level the water is at uh but basically like the boats and the guys they can go anywhere they wanted to on the lake um usually like people go down in the coves because those are a little a lot more shallower uh but sometimes coves will tend to be shorter than others uh, but yeah, people like can travel all over the lake if they wanted to. Like, there's really nothing stopping you. And it's a pretty big lake, right? Yeah, it Am is 19.3 miles long. Dang. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. It's a it's a pretty big lake. Yeah. So what, I guess what what type of jurisdiction do you have on that lake? Do you are you cover all 19 miles? Is that part of you like? your maintenance and park ranging and all the stuff you have to do? Uh, uh, not really, no. Um, so the the state park itself is only a couple miles uh, wide, uh, but we have, so, okay, so the thing is about Lake Watery is it sits in like two different counties. So that's okay. how big it is. So half of it is on the Camden side uh, where like Kershaw County is in Fairfield and the other side is like Great Falls, Lancaster area. So um, if we were to cover all that, that would take a while. <laughs> but um, no, we only cover at least probably like two or three miles of it. And like at the, on the park itself. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that sounds fun. I saw that you guys had a hiking trail. Like a, it was a yeah. mile hiking trail. Um, is it difficult by any means or? Oh, no. Um, so the my hiking trail is uh, 2.3 miles long. That's in and out. There are two loops inside of the hiking trail itself, and it'll show you, like, really cool viewing areas of the lake. There's, like, beach access where, like, the sand area is for people to go swimming and do fishing and stuff like that. Um, but, like, I will say, like, the hiking trail, it's, it's really pretty. You just got to watch out because, for some reason, the tree roots, they like to grow above ground instead of below. So, oh, yeah. so that's, that's really it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's good. And only a couple sprained ankles here and there from hitting the tree roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys close to the Appalachians? Like the Appalachian Trail and all that? Uh, no, not really. Uh -uh. I was curious how close that is. Because the East Coast is so so much more dense and close together than yeah. out here in the West. Everything is so much more spread out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, Mark, wasn't sure. Mark doesn't know the East Coast layout. <laughs> you don't know where the mountains lie. <laughs> not, not at all. The farthest, the farthest east I've ever been is Indiana. So, uh, most of the mountains over here, they're in North Carolina and Tennessee. Okay. So yeah, they're they're a good ways from us. Because they have there's the Appalachian Trail that runs like mm -hmm. the whole length and so I wasn't sure if it's like all considered Appalachian Mountains or yeah if it like dives into like I don't know forest area that's not necessarily mountainous yeah I got you yeah most of um all the mountains there in North Carolina and Tennessee uh so you have like the Rocky Mountains are um they kind of like together between Tennessee and North Carolina uh, but yeah, they're probably, I want to say probably two or three hours from us or from me itself, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um, is, how far are you from the coast? I guess I, I was, cause you're kind of in the middle of the state. Yeah, or, I am. Uh, uh, Lake Watery is between Charlotte and Columbia. Uh, but I'm probably two and a half hours from uh, like Myrtle Beach or like Charleston, which I was coming to from earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like two and a half hours, but with the traffic, I would say three. Okay. Yeah, the traffic's insane. 
Yeah, and Myrtle Beach over there is kind of that's that's a popular place for a lot of tourists too. Yes. So I'm sure we also you... have the Myrtle Beach State Park is over there as well, and um, I haven't been in it yet, but from what I've heard, it's absolutely gorgeous. Is it? Yeah. That's cool. I, yeah, I, in Montana, our state parks are they were funded really well, and then they got like defunded really bad, so they never had employees, but like mm -hmm. they had nice parks. Um, and now you kind of go to some parks, they, they have the kiosk booth that's open and then you go to other ones and it hasn't been open for years. And that's yeah. kind of, yeah. So, I mean, Montana's fun. Come out and check out the state parks if you have a <laughs> chance. But it's kind of one of those ones too, where you're just like, yeah, I wish it was a little bit better, but we also don't have the people to, yeah. you know. That's like, like oh. the farthest um, I've been like over like near y'all was probably like Colorado and like Wyoming. Because oh, yeah. I actually, I was over there for a national softball tournament. I was there for like two weeks. Oh, so, in Steamboat, yeah. huh? huh? Was it in Steamboat? I think so, yeah. Uh, that's a big, I mean, they're big for that, baseball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the plane ride was terrible. But, I mean, the air is a lot thinner over there. Like, I had to get used to it. It was a, Lord, it, it took me a second to get used to it. Oh, yeah, I believe. Colorado. Yeah. But it's pretty. I mean, Colorado. Oh pretty. my gosh, yes. Like <laughs> the best, my favorite part over there was like when we were playing, literally we had the perfect view of the mountains in the background. So I'm like, and it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. I could imagine. Yeah. I never actually played baseball in Colorado. I played Montana. I sort of know your mountain backdrop that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like it was unmatched. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, I guess when it comes to fishing, I'm a big fisher as well. Um, okay. I was curious, what is it fresh? I, I assume it's freshwater. Yeah. Um, what kind of fish are being caught out of there? Um, majority, uh, the best fish, in my opinion, to catch on like watery is going to be the black or white crappy. Because uh, okay. I'm a really big fisherman as well. Um, but we have people come in for bass tournaments, the big mouth bass. We have the small mouth bass too. Um, there we have uh, some catfish as well, flatheads, blue cats. Uh, we have a lot of bluegills, sunfish, and any type of brim for like cut bait and anything. Um, but I'd say the best fish that I've had a lot of people tell me is going to be some of uh, the big mouth bass in this lake. I've had people pull them out probably three or four pounds at least. There, there's some huge bass over here. Oh, fun. Yeah. My cousin's a big bass. I'm not, I'm a trout guy, but... Okay. <laughs> but he loves it he loves fishing them the fight and getting them to do it you know he the popping the frogs and all that fun stuff so I guess I gotta tell him to go down there yeah I actually I caught my first trout last year in November when I was in Oconee State Park okay. uh, for like a weekend and I will say like it was it's kind of interesting because like over the water up there it's so clear you can actually see them but it's okay. also kind of frustrating as well like they won't take the bait and they're like yeah so yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool to like see that aspect of it Oh, it's the worst because you're, <laughs> you're like, come on, yeah. right there. Uh, you want the blue one, not the red one. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy though. You find those colors when you're fishing and they'll just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, do you have any plans, I guess, with your degree once you graduate, like to move on parks? Like, is there yeah. a goal? <laughs> or, yeah, there's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, I have been talking to some of my professors at USC um, and they have like some connections like out west and in Alaska. That's actually my ultimate goal is I want to go to look for an internship over in Alaska and try to get a park job over there. I yeah, do it. That's all <laughs> I can say is do it. Um, yeah. One of the rangers we interviewed uh, that I worked with, his name was Alexander. Um, he did that. He did the part time thing because apparently mm -hmm. working in the fe he works in the federal government level of like, mm -hmm. however the GSA. Uh, codes and all that work but he was doing that for a while do like it was like five summers of part-time but he really he really enjoyed it really loved it came out to Montana because he was from Missouri uh, mm -hmm. in the Illinois area and then he worked his way coming over um, to Montana Wyoming and he loved it um, but working with BLM specifically and then moved over to for now he got a full-time job working in the Forest Service in the Indiana Hoosier National Forest mm -hmm. But I say, I mean, if you're you're young enough, do it to just get the experience, have the fun, yeah. um, go go to all these parks. That's what the like the best park rangers I've met. I mean, but then you meet the ones like Sunny, who she's never left the park that she's worked at, and she loves it. 
But yeah. the ones that, tra- that are just like, I've been here, I've been here for six months, the next six months I was here, there, you just hear those stories, you're like, man, it just sounds so fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's my ultimate goal. Um, either that or like go out somewhere, like you said, like out west. Um, but for me, since this is actually like my first uh, job in the park system, um, I'm just kind of going to do like the part-time thing and like not really like bounce around, but get, get the experience as I go. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I totally understand that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <clears throat> um, within the park itself, have you like, I guess the lake more so. Uh, mm-hmm. Because like out here, the water levels have been very low and probably getting even lower. I was curious if you're seeing similar like decreasing water levels year from year out east at all or not. Um, no, I wouldn't say not really. Our park um, on the lake itself, it sits at 97.3. Uh, but uh, the dams over here, we have two dams, one on the north end and the one on the south end that are controlled by Duke Energy. So throughout the year, they'll raise it and they'll lower it due to uh, whatever they're working on over at the dam. Uh, because this lake was actually built by Duke Power for the hydroelectric uh, plants. So they control like lake levels and stuff like that. So they'll lower it uh, when it like, gets close to like winter time and everything. And then in springtime, they'll raise it back up. Oh, cool. Yeah. Those men, it's managed pretty well. Yeah, it's been doing really well over here. Um, they do lower it if it's about to like rain a lot because this lake takes in a lot of a lot of water. Oh, really? Yeah. So is there other rivers and whatnot coming into it? Yeah, we okay. have the top river that hooks into it, and that's where we get majority of all the water that comes from. Yeah, I was noticed because I've been noticing in Montana we've uh, we had a really hot summer mm-hmm. with a winter where we didn't get a lot of snow, mm-hmm. and so like there's places where I'm going out, out on the rivers out here where they have like boat ramps and stuff for people to get their rafts or whatever off the river. And uh, th- like, it's dried up completely. Like yeah. they, they close the boat ramp. Cause they're like, we can't like, there's, we don't want you driving your car on the riverbed because it's dangerous mm-hmm. for you. We don't want, you know, we just don't yeah. want that. And yeah, like go down to the next ramp, which is another yeah. miles down the road, you know, eight hour float. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it when the uh, when the when Duke Energy like lowers the uh, lake levels and everything, they'll probably lower it probably five or six feet, so it will drop from ninety seven all the way down to ninety two and ninety three. Uh, so the park, the water does get really low at the park when they do that. Uh, we have a causeway that you have to cross over to get into the park itself, and when they lower the water, you can see the whole bottom of like the causeway area. And I don't know if you've ever heard about like tire fishing or anything. But that's kind of big over here. What is <laughs> uh, it? So yeah. So with tire fishing is you have an actual tire. You'll cut out like probably a good size rectangle, and, you, and then you'll like put it like back into like the bottom of the bank, and that's where catfish will come in and they'll lay in the tire. So then you pull it up, and you have it's probably eighty pound catfish or something that's sitting in the bottom of this tire. We have Ooh. a lot. Of, yeah. We have a lot of those that are at the bottom, and we've been trying to get them out, uh, but it's very hard to get them out on the causeway because the bottom of it is, like, soft, thick mud. And, like, when you step in it, you're, like, in waist-deep of mud. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to get that out, (laughs) but we've been trying. There was – we went fishing. I got a story for you guys. Okay. We went fishing uh, just a month or two ago, and my Mm -hmm. cousin talked – same kind of mud, right? So we're on the boat. And we're driving and his dad's drive is me, his dad and him and his and their dog. And he's driving the boat real fast. And Jared has some stuff on the boat. Well, it explodes all over the boat and his stuff's <laughs> everywhere. And he's picking it up all mad. Well, he gets mad because they parked the boat on shore because they're letting the dog off to go to the bathroom. They get off. They're in that kind of mud. And he just falls straight down into it. Yep. Rips his toenail off on like a stick or oh something. Oh my gosh. And he's sitting there like trying to get out of this mud, but each step just going down and yep. down, getting stuck in the dirt in his toe and he's crying. And you're just like, you're so, <laughs> I'm so sorry, my man. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, it was, it was, I, oh, it gets me every yeah. time. <laughs> I, I kind of have like the same experience because we were um, actually on the water a couple years ago for 4th of July and we uh, stopped at uh, Johnny's Island, which is also in the lake. We have a lot of islands as well. And for some reason, like it was like a big bud patch and I didn't think anything of it. So I went to go step off the front of my dad's Tahoe speedboat and I fell straight through. I was like probably 
chest deep in like mud and I'm like oh my gosh I can't get out so I had to like physically pull myself like up on the boat like to get out of it oh. it was crazy it probably took a while because you're probably like okay I gotta like get like quicksand almost yeah I mean I did I was struggling a little bit but I eventually got out like 20 minutes later oh gosh. it was I'm yeah sorry. that's not fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't I, sound fun at all. <laughs> have you ever done that tire fishing? I have not. Um, I've, I've had some friends do it, but I've just never like been intrigued by like doing it. To be honest, um, I'd just rather have a pole in my hand and go fishing. I, I feel you there. Yeah, <laughs> catfish don't do it for me either. Like, I, you know, yeah. something about fish that eat off the bottom. Yeah, yeah, they will, I mean, I've had, I've had a lot of friends, they'll put anything on the hook and somehow don't end up catching a catfish, because whatever's on the bottom of that lake, if it sinks, they're going to eat it. Well, it's, like, people will put stinky stuff to fish for catfish oh, yeah. like, on their hooks and baits, and you're just like, oh, like, I want to yeah. have fun fishing, I don't want to be like, okay, yeah, this dog poop, they're going to eat it, and you're like, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> that's what it smells like sometimes, it's probably not it. Yeah. But we actually sell some of that in the tackle shop inside of the state park. We have two different kinds of it's actually called stinky bait. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we'll have all kinds of fishermen come in, they'll make up like their own combos to go fishing with. I've had like I would say the craziest combo that I've had a fisherman buy. Um, he we sell frozen chicken livers and frozen shad and um like stuff like that. He bought uh the frozen chicken livers and then we all he also bought frozen shrimp. And he put that combo together and he came back into the park like probably like four hours later and he was showing us pictures of, like of these huge catfish that he's like caught. And I'm like, you literally can fish like with anything and you're going to catch a catfish with it. <laughs> literally. Are, do people noodle there? Um, Not that I know of, no. Oh, that's the other one that I think is crazy because yeah. like, you said the tire fishing, which makes sense because they're going into those dens, right? Yeah. Which yeah. literally those guys are sticking their arms in, dude. Like, I'm going to pull this thing out of my arm. Yeah. Like, I, um, I wouldn't say people do that in the park necessarily, but I do have um, some um, other friends of mine. They do it up near the dams. Cause okay. for, like, because we have all kinds of fish that are in this lake. Uh, I have people that go bow fishing. Uh, they go uh, carp fishing, all that kind of fun stuff. And they have pulled out some huge fish. Um, wow. I say the biggest gar that I've seen, probably two feet, something really? like that. Oh, yeah, they're huge over they're here. They're crazy. They're, and you know yeah. what You know what I'm, uh, it's alligator gar is what they're called. Yeah. They're those ones yeah. with the really long nose with all the teeth. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I know, but uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if it resembles an alligator, it's going to be a little questionable. So, <laughs> yeah. In the name, I would, I would say they're not really a nuisance over here, but they're not really good to be in contact with. Wait, why uh, yeah, huh? Why do you say that? Um, because I will say I had I had a okay. This is another story for you. It's kind of funny. Um, I had a buddy of mine one time. He was bow fishing up with all of his friends up near the north part of the dam, and he I think they hit like a sand bed. The lake was just lower, and they didn't see it. And he fell in the water off the boat and he like, like he, like I said, he fell in it and he landed on something that he didn't know what it was. And when he got back in the boat, he figured out he landed on a gar and he had a tooth stuck in the side of his pinky and he couldn't get it out. And his skin like grew over like the tooth itself. He got it out like probably four months later and the tooth like was probably about three inches big or oh not three <laughs> It was huge. Whoa. I feel so bad for him. But he <laughs> like, okay, he's actually one of my coworkers. He pulled it out like while we were at work, and I was like, "That is the nastiest thing I have ever seen in my life." Because oh my it gosh. was really, it was really gross. He make a necklace or something out of it. That's what <laughs> I would do. Just like a bracelet or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I, honestly, I think he kept it. Um, but I will say, uh, Ryder and the guy I'm talking about, he's my coworker. He's a different character. He's he's something. <laughs> he's got to have, have, have a tooth got on. Yeah. Uh, that's Matt buddy for us uh, <laughs> our good friend he he's our something else yeah I will say Ryder is the youngest uh, that uh, the youngest uh, assistant ranger that we have and he's actually been there the longest oh interesting yeah he was there um, a few months before I was and he just he's 17 he doesn't turn 18 until next year but yeah oh wow I will say he he knows 
probably as much up this lake as I do. He's oh, not a local, but he knows his in and out of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I would think he's a local based on just kind of all. Oh yeah, he's he's out on this lake every every weekend. He lives in Lugoff, uh, but that's probably about maybe 15, 20 minutes away. So yeah, he's out here a lot. Uh, did you grow up near the lake, or are you kind of from a different area out there? Oh no, I yeah, I grew up on the lake. I've been a local for twenty years. Um, but yeah, um, I was uh, I was born uh, in the Columbia area. And I spent like first grade and second grade over in Great Falls. And then we moved over here and I've been here ever since. Okay. So yeah. you're, that's uh, kind of your home then there. Oh yeah. That's cool. That's, uh, that's fun. Especially working at places like that. I think near home, uh, that's something, I think that's something for me when I got, cause I, my, my working at the BLM uh, for Palm Bay's Pillar as a ranger was an internship and it was an internship. Uh, it was a cultural internship as an, uh, Nat for Native American students. We were able to apply mm -hmm. and, and, and living, you know, 30 miles away, uh, Billings where I was from, the, the pillar was out in the middle of nowhere, you know, three miles, there's, there it is, big rock sticking up off yeah. the river. And uh, I, I get it. Cause I, you get that like, wow, this is, a 20 minute drive away from my house and I've been like not thinking about it or talking about it and the history and then you talk the history and like you look back a thousand years of what the history was then and 100 years 50 years and just the different things and how you do that and like wow like this is the town of Billings like where I'm from has always been a crossroads you know mm -hmm. it's been a trading post it's been a place for hunting bison, you know, and just over the hundreds of years, and especially as America, you know, America, America's moved west, mm -hmm. the differences in that and what's changed, but how it's also kind of stayed the same, and how these places, like these towns, these cities, they were cities once before, and it's just how it all interacts with each other. Is, I, I love that, where it's like, you know, we really haven't it, you know, evolved as much as we think we have sometimes, yeah. you know, because it's like, we're still trading, we're still complaining, you know, <laughs> like all their basic, like, arguments and upset, you know, like, oh, we're not happy about our health care. Oh, we're not happy about this. Oh, we're not happy about that. And it's like, those are the same problems they've had since the beginning of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just like to think we're better. But, yeah, for sure. Uh, we got like an unofficial, official theme to the podcast here of searching for Bigfoot and so the question becomes are there many Bigfoot sightings out near Lake Watery? I have never had one. <laughs> have you heard um, of any? I have not actually. Um, I'm, I mean I, I think I've had because uh, this is like a while this has been a while ago I had someone ask me that same question uh, but I, and then I told him, I'll tell y'all the same thing. Um, I highly doubt that he's over in the East Coast. I will say that. Uh, because with this lake, I'd say there's so many people that live on it. And it's so, like, populated, like, on the weekends and during the summer. Um, if, he if he were to be over here, he would definitely be found by now. Oh, fair. That's very yeah. fair. I, I get it. I believe it. Mark has, Mark has actually seen Bigfoot when he was hunting in Oregon one time. Really? Um, yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. I haven't, but it's a fun, you know, being, you know, him being from Oregon, I went to school at Oregon State with him, uh, so that Northwest connection, Montana, people talk about it, especially yeah. down in the Redwoods, the big, if you ever get a chance to go down to Redwoods National Park, mm -hmm. do it, and okay. people, yeah, people love Bigfoot down there. Okay, I'll hold you up to that one. Thank you, Wanderers, for checking us out. Uh, make sure that you are hitting that like button, that subscribe button, leaving us a review on the iTunes, on the Spotify's, or wherever that you are checking out this podcast today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Any kind of feedback, uh, we love it. Uh, make sure to check out the YouTube so you can see our uh, beautiful faces instead of just listening to those beautiful voices. But uh, hit the like and subscribe button there, too, to see all of the fun Wandering Way stuff. Yeah, on the YouTube too, make sure to check out those videos like Mark's amazing 30-day road trip where he lived out of the back of a Jeep. And if you want to commemorate it, go ahead and pick yourself up that Wandering Way swag. 
in the link tree bio, click the swag button. If you're just on YouTube or Google or some sort of thing, go teespring.com slash wandering ways. You'll find us, you'll find socks, you'll find shirts, you'll find whatever you want to put our logo on and you can have it for sure. And maybe you only like one of the Wandering Ways team members here and you want to check out maybe just me personally because obviously I might be the better one. Uh, check me out, Reverend Marcus, on the Instagram, on the Twitter. I got some fun stuff there. Hey, and you might be into Jeeps. You could check out my Jeep, the Ruguru. You might be into adventures. Check out Zach of Wandering Ways. Who knows? You can find it all with us at Wandering Ways, the nature podcast. Yeah, let's keep wandering on. I will say, um, I will give, like, advice to, like, anybody who wants to do, like, be in the park system and, like, work, kind of, like, work their way up like I did. I would say go for it. Uh, because before I, like, even, like, thought about doing this job, like I said, uh, I've actually played college softball for two years. I played softball growing up my entire life. And I always thought that I would do something within that. Uh, but it's so, it's so crazy to think about like a change of events, like just like that of me getting like, oh, I thought it was going to be like a summer temp job to like turning into like a whole new career for myself and like for the future. Uh, but yeah, it's like, like I said, it's crazy to think about how that's changed so quickly. But like I said, I'll give any, like anybody advice who wants to be in the park service or like work in any park system, whether it be like state parks, or, like national parks, I would just say go for it. Because honestly, like I wouldn't want another job. This is like the best job. That's awesome. Is there like, what what was it that really got you with it? Because you you started out as just uh, was it the general store clerk there, or yeah. so what was it that what was the thing that just made it click for you? Um, I will say like I, I've like um, I'll go off like what I said earlier. Um, I'm a very big like people person. I love talking to people and like getting to know them on like a different level. Um, it would like for me, the thing that really got me is to like, um, one day I just had like this thought, I was like, this doesn't even feel like a job. Like I love it so much. Um, I get to interact with people all over the country, even like out of the country too. Um, it's just like, like I said, it's just really cool to like hear like their backstories and stuff like that. And like being outside, like, I honestly, I cannot like stay inside all day. I love being outside in the, the outdoors itself. So with like anything that involves that, I'm immediately drawn to it. And it's, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that, that, that is cool. I, I get that feeling. And I, I applaud you for continually going after it and chasing that dream, because I think yeah. those are the people who are truly happy in life are the ones that really chase their dreams. Like, you know, I love doing this. I don't care if I'm not the richest person or the, this person or that person, I'm, ha I'm a happy person, yeah. you know, it's, it's really finding your happiness and what makes mm -hmm. you want to get up and go to work. And cause like you said, it's not even like you're doing your job some days. So you're yeah. like, I'll get there at seven. Sure. I get to do what today? You know, like, yeah, I, I, I get it. I love it. <laughs> I, think, I think, like I said, like going off earlier, like what really got me into this job is like, I found a lot of happiness and a lot of love. Like when I played softball with like teammates and stuff like that, so kind of like transferring that from softball to my job, it's like we're working like as a team. Like it doesn't even feel like a team. It feels like more like a family, honestly. And like I always consider like my teammates or like um, like coaches, anything like my family. So it's really good to like transfer that into my job because, I mean, I'm working with these people every single day. And like, honestly, I wouldn't want to work with anybody else. Well, that's good. That's, that's fun. I mean, a good crew makes a good park, I think. Yeah. And you can tell that with some of the parks. Because oh, yeah. there's some parks you go to and you can tell they're not, the employees aren't vibing with one another. <laughs> yeah, what's really interesting is I actually met my best friend now. Well, she used to work there, but she had to start back school. But yeah, me and her are like really, really close now. Uh, me and Ryder are like really, really good buddies. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm really good friends with like everybody. Like it, it's really, it's really cool. That's cool. That's, that's yeah. awesome. That's, yeah, that's what you got to ask for. Yeah, that is. Hey, so we've got a recurring kind of thing on the podcast that we're going to go kind of with you. Uh, we like to about kind of somewhere in the middle of the episode, we like to share videos or pictures of what we like to call as cool shit in nature. 
So we're going to share, I'm going to show you, I end up picking them all out usually. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show off our cool shit in nature today. So just a second. And I thought this guy was just kind of cool. He's a little otter kind of <laughs> juggling a, uh, a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really cute. Oh yeah, I thought so. Just, I mean, river otters are cool in general. Otters are cool, um, mm -hmm. whether it's sea or river. And this guy is, I don't know, maybe getting his workout in or just playing. We aren't you sure. Know, I can't tell either because he's just batting the, the little pebble across like his arms, like back and forth. <laughs> almost like practice. Like he's practicing yeah. like a clam or I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I love otters. They're my favorite animal. Yeah, we have some on uh, watery, and they're really, really cute. Do you really? Yeah, we have beavers as well. We have all kinds of animals that live on this lake. Uh, my favorite by far is the bald eagles. We have four. We have three females and one really, really large male. Like, oh, really? um, I would say, like, his, like, wingspan is insane. He's huge. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, he actually has a nest in the cove that I live in. Um, it's a couple trees down and the really big oak tree. His, his nest is huge, but he, yeah, he's probably one of the biggest birds I've ever seen. Oh, that's cool. It's probably generational, that nest, right? Because I believe oh, they yeah. pass it down and they mm -hmm. get those and they're just, they're cool. Yeah. They're yeah, so the like They have like a little setting point right outside of my house. And like, we have a really big tree in our front yard. And he goes up there and he sits and like perches and like washes like all everything. I've even seen him going fishing like in right in front of my house, right next to my pier. And it's oh, wow. really, really cool. Yeah, that but, would like, be if really If you want to cool. uh, check out my Facebook page, uh, I think I said um, Matt a or Zach, a friend request. Yes. And I've actually posted pictures of him like right in my front yard and you'll see how big he is. Dang. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, cool. bald eagles are really cool. They're a cool mm -hmm. uh, bird. Yeah, them and golden eagles. I mean, I like golden eagles too because they they're just as cool. They just don't get the love because yeah. you know, America has <laughs> the bald eagle, but like yeah. golden eagle too. I mean, they're they're just as big and they're I love them. I was actually hunting one time last year, and mm -hmm. uh, we were deer hunting, and my uncle, who he's actually the chairman of the Little Shell Tribe, so it's kind of kind of really cool experience to have with him. Um, but we're just driving, and all of a sudden we see this bald eagle flying, and he goes and lands on a fence and right on the fence is a golden eagle and they both sat on these posts and we oh stopped we driving this dirt road we stopped and we just like looked at them probably for like 10 minutes like we just sat there quiet yeah. and just watching them and then we right as we started drove away they both took off at the same time and flew away it was like oh my god that was just like yeah that's that's what a was that? yeah, <laughs> yeah like what was that i love it i love big birds i don't like birds but i like big birds like the, <laughs> the the apex predator birds. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, do you see the river otters much when you're out there working? Um, I have I have not seen them at the park itself, but when I'm like on my boat or if like we're traveling like on open and leg on one of my buddy's boats, we'll see them like back in like a, a cove or anything like that, and just like swimming around and like playing. That's what I love. I love the way they play with each other. Yeah, it's, it's actually really cute. It really is because yeah. they're just yeah. like, and they don't care. Like no. they don't. They like people, other things going on. They almost like ah, screw you. Like I'm gonna yeah, go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do me. Yeah. yeah. And they're like like weirdly social. Yeah. Which is what's fascinating is to see their social interactions amongst each other. And then, I mean, I always love a good video of like the otters bullying something else, like whether it's like an alligator or like something big when the yeah. otters team up and bully. That's always, a, I always get a hoot of that. But then you get like 12 of them chasing a butterfly through their, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I love them. They're great. They're good little creatures, uh, especially sea otter. There was one at the Portland Zoo. Eddie, I think was his name. Uh, he, he liked to clean himself really well. Um, so he would lay on his back and like do these circles and he'd just clean himself, like loved it. <laughs> it was a weird <laughs> I think that same sea otter at that zoo was known for also playing with himself. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he was a interesting, yeah. But he lived like 15 years. Yeah, he was a, he was an old guy. Yeah. 
Um, I want to have give you kind of the opportunity to maybe do an elevator pitch sell of Lake Water Tree State Park there. Watery. Watery. Did I say Water Tree again? <laughs> I, I'm going to screw that up probably at least once more. But uh, Lake Watery State Park, um, mm -hmm. if you were to give the elevator pitch for why someone should come check it out, what would it be? Um, okay, so for Lake Watery State Park, we have two campgrounds that are inside the park itself with over 100 campsites. Uh, we have one of the campgrounds is the Riverside Campground. It's going to be sites of one through 72. Um, those are for, they're all 30 amp sites, but you have a few that are 50 amp that offer that, that full hookup service. Um, and we have water electric in that campground, have a dump station for that as well. Uh, for our Taylor Creek Campground, everything in there is a 50 amp that offers the full hookup service. And we actually just got done, that campground is actually really new. We just got done building it. The bathhouse is completely brand new. Um, I will say the, for the best thing to do inside of Lake Watery State Park is either going to do the, the nature trail because it's really, really pretty or like, uh, going inside the tackle shop, um, having a drink and talking to, uh, Miss Wendy, who is our store manager, sweetest little lady you'll ever meet. I swear. Um, uh, she'll tell you all these kind of stories because she's been there actually longer than I have. Uh, but yeah, she is amazing. Uh, you can actually rent fishing poles inside of the tackle shop through DNR itself. You can go fishing, and it's actually really fun to see all the, like the little kids like going fishing and everything. Uh, you can actually fish on the causeway because that water sits probably three, four feet deep. You'll catch anything from crappy when it's kind of colder, uh, bluegills, sunfish, any kind of brim for like cut bait or anything like that. Um, I would say like just we also have a playground for little kids too. Um, but honestly, like when you're in Lake Water, you'll, you'll never know what you're going to see. But like animal wise and everything, you'll never know like the people you're going to meet. And I mean, it's really like a prime good example for like Southern hospitality. It's amazing. Oh, cool. Can you rent boats, like little rowboats or anything like that or no? Uh, not at Lake Watery, but you can do that at Lake Watery Marina. Okay. So that, yeah. So yeah. So probably, uh, probably a private company while you guys are the state yeah. park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right awesome. on. Is there a favorite time of the year that you enjoy? Like, or do you like it more spring, fall, winter, or summer? I would say, um, well, all of my fishermen would say springtime, but I would say summertime because we get, that's our, usually our biggest crowds. Uh, but yeah, summertime is like, you're doing stuff 24 seven. And like, it's just so many people that come into the park you can have like a fishing tournament one day and then you can have like a 4th of July celebration the next. And then you'll have like uh, churches or like people come in for like birthday parties and stuff like that. It's like, you're always talking to someone different. So that's why I kind of like leaning towards like summer is like my best time of the year. Um, so with that being said too, how, I guess it sounds like you guys get busy. Would you recommend reserving those camping spots ahead of time or? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Um, if you come in like weeks before your reservation, like it's going to be booked. Yeah. Um, we have people like reserved 13 months in advance. For oh, wow. the oh, yeah. We stay busy pretty much year round. Uh, most of my campers will probably tell you their favorite time of the year is going to be like summer or like in the fall when our Halloween event is because our Halloween event is really, really big. We're completely booked out. Like all of our campsites are booked. We have people come in like just to like park and like do trick-or-treating like within the state park itself. I mean, it's a really big event. So what, what goes on at the event? I'm curious. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we have a church that is across the bridge from us. They do hay rides within the park. And we have like a little competition through all of the campgrounds, like all the campsites of like the best like decorated campsite. I've had campers go full, like all out for this. Um, one, I think we didn't get to have it last year due to COVID, uh, but I've been, I, I didn't even work there and I would go there every Halloween because it's, it's really fun. Um, I've had some campers make full on haunted houses at their campsite. I have like last year I had someone, um, decorate their campsite as like a full-on like rock and roll concert like stage and all like it was they had skeletons like playing guitars playing the drums everything it's insane um 
but ultimately uh, we do trick-or-treating, we have games, we have the hayride. Um, most of our employees dress up, uh, but unfortunately I can't dress up or like any of the rangers, they can't dress up as well. Uh, but um, uh, it's a really fun time. Like it's really, it's a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Yeah, that sounds like, it sounds like a blast. Yeah. <laughs> Is the link... I'm assuming where you guys are at, does it, it doesn't freeze over in the winter, right? So do people boat and stuff in the winter or is it just? Um, <laughs> if you do not mind the cold, you are full for it. You can have at it. Um, but I would say the only people that like really go out on the boats in the wintertime is the fishermen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I personally will not get on a boat when it's <laughs> like 30 degrees out because I will freeze. Uh, but no, it doesn't really freeze over. The last time we got snow was back in like 2012, like 2013. Uh, but we'll get like iced over some mornings, but it never snows. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm curious. I, I come from a place where, you know, about this time of year, you're like getting the last time putting the boat on the water because the lake yeah. to get froze over. <laughs> yeah, we've we've never had this lake freeze over. Oh, that's ever. cool. Yeah. No. It's like summer over here year round, except for like December and January, then it's like you're back to summer. But yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it stays hot. I bet. Sounds like it. Well, Sounds your humidity like is pretty crazy down there. Um, I guess, how are the mosquitoes? That's oh, Lord. They never <laughs> go away. Uh, never. Yeah. Okay. And I feel bad for like for the people who like, like consider like having like sweet blood or something like that. They'll get bit like 24-7. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's me i get bit all the time i get and yeah. i get just eaten alive yeah well that's part of going outside just imagine okay. 50 years ago before bug spray like oh my, been so oh my gosh oh. yeah well, that coulter from lewis and clark john coulter mm -hmm. uh he goes back after the lewis and clark journey after they get back to port Mandan, and he actually heads back out into montana and finds yellowstone like i mean mm -hmm. Was already there you didn't find yeah. it but he came back to mandan like months later he was mm -hmm. covered in bug bites and mud and they're like who is this like crazy guy that just came yeah. back? <laughs> like, it's a good book about his life mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah honestly if you're definitely gonna come out here i would coat in like bug spray i would yeah. like head to toe yeah. because you could just be like sitting in like a lawn chair and you'll get like attacked by mosquitoes That's i believe that. yeah those dang things well anyways i got to be that guy i'm always that guy at this mm -hmm. point in the podcast we are getting to the end and so yeah. at the end of all of our episodes we have what's called the final words and we're gonna let you go first since you are the guest and you can literally say anything you want in the final words if you have a poem written you can say your poem if you have psa it can literally be anything you want but the floor is yours oh my gosh i feel so honored um <laughs> um i would say like for like piece of advice for like anyone that kind of said this earlier if you want to get in the park system i'd say go for it like honestly i don't think there's another job out there that doesn't even feel like a job like this one it is i would like the whole world like i would say this is like the best job i've ever had i wouldn't want to work anywhere else that's like my piece of advice <laughs> love it i love it uh final word zach yeah no i want to stick right along with you cameron i think find that job that makes you happy um for mark it's working in sports i hope it is because <laughs> uh, if it wasn't we'd have more time to go out in nature's no i'm just kidding but for me i you know i love helping my my community my native community and working with them uh as well as talking about nature with you guys um i'm super excited for all the trips we have planned coming up as well as the ones where we talk, get to talk about and share with you guys like i love it i love that you're doing something that cameron that you're doing something you love uh yeah. because i think more people just need to find that and we, you know, we, we get stuck up in what the world want. We think the world wants us to do really just do what makes you happy. Cause at the end of the day, as long as you're happy, it's all, it's all that matters. Oh it's yeah. True. yeah. Uh, reverence, final words of wisdom. I just want to first say thank you so much, Cameron, for coming <laughs> on today. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. And uh, I had a blast. I always, 
I love talking to park rangers. It's kind of like my thing, whether I go to the biggest park in the world or the smallest park in the world, I seem to always find the park rangers and talk because I think they are wonderful people, super interesting <laughs> people. And you're right up there in there, that conversation of awesome park rangers, Cameron. Thank so thank you so much for coming on today. Um, everybody go check out Lake Watery in South Carolina. Check out South Carolina as well. I know most of our viewers are probably Pacific Northwest, but that doesn't mean we can't make special trips out east to see all the cool things. Oh yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah, that's, uh, I recommend it too, and I haven't even been <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, but again, thank you so much. I, it was a real honor. Uh, had a blast talking today. Uh, can't say thank you enough for being on. Um, but with that being said, just say peace out, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.